Welcome to the show. You can watch and subscribe to the Project FIA TV show on YouTube. Drop comments and questions to us on the podcast via Twitter. Our handle is Project FIA. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy. This is Project FIA Goes PC. Well, hello there. This is episode 78. Yes, we're back for a brand new episode. It's been two weeks. It's a long time, especially in current events. It feels like forever. It feels like it feels like a whole year's gone by. Uh, maybe it has to a very small creature like a grasshopper. I don't know. But uh, we are here. This is FIA Ghost PC. And as always, I am your host, Rebel Zen, a.k.a. Danny Hale. Lots to discuss. Lots to discuss. But I will set the scene for you. This week we are live-ish from a uh, gypsy carnival trailer park uh, in the middle of somewhere. I'm not sure where we are, but it's a field and there's gypsies. And they're all asleep. We're in the middle of the uh, afternoon. So as you know, gypsies sleep in the noontime. And uh, currently our producer has found herself a George Foreman grill and has created a grilled macaroni cheese sandwich. I'm not sure how it's working out. So we'll ask her. Winifred, say hello. Hello. How's it working out? Um, good. Great. You should really understand that it works better if it's powered up with a, you know, a plug socket. You're yes. just kind of pressing on a sandwich. A George Foreman grill is basically like a panini grill, isn't it? I mean, it depends who you ask. <laughs> uh, the, the whole thing is it's meant to clamp down and yeah. drain all the fat out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Which is not so great, I think, because the fat kind of help cooks the meat. Depends. To make it Again, tasty. Who you ask. And it depends if you're making a grilled cheese sandwich on it, where which you can't grill it because it's uh, offline, so to speak. <laughs> offline. It's offline. Uh, lots of things have happened. It's obviously been two weeks. Uh, we've been doing a national tour of somewhere and uh, looking for a new cave. We still haven't found one, but nope. we're in, in the process. We did have a nice trip up north to uh, the region of Southport, which if you're not familiar with listening in is... Uh, it's about 30-ish miles from Liverpool and Manchester. It's, it's kind of basically in not in the south. Because I told my mom yes. Southport, and she's like, oh, is that near Southampton? Yeah, there's no <laughs> Northport, and North there's no Port. east or west port. It's <laughs> no. just Southport on its own. I guess it was an idea that stopped mm. there. Uh, but it's Lancashire, so the, Preston Way. Yeah, so Southport is in the northwest of England. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's got nothing to do with the south. Um, but it's an interesting place, Victorian seaside community, mm -hmm. kind of tucked away very close to Blackpool. It's in that region. So yeah. everything feels very Blackpool-y, but less so. Um, it's been very affected by this current situation. A lot of it's shut down, but we had a good day. It was good for me. I haven't been back there since I was very young to the actual town center. Mm. I used to go to, uh, Ainsdale a lot, which is a nearby suburb, suburb. But Birkdale is apparently on the mend and it looks quite hipster and cool. Uh, mm -hmm. But it was interesting. It, it it feels weirdly nostalgic and weirdly different. Yeah, because, you know, when you're small, everything's at a certain height. And when you're taller, you're, <laughs> everything's at a different height. But I have got a Starbucks, so it's civilized. Okay. That's, that's how I measure that's civilization. Your yeah. Yep, 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 mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. If you've got a Starbucks, you're civilized. If you don't have a Starbucks, you could arguably be more civilized depending on the coffee shops you do have. And if you don't have a coffee shop, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> simply, simply put. Uh, we did pass a pub called The Morris Dancer, didn't we, on the way up there? No, it was a pub that had the words Morris Dancing 
on the side and i don't know if it was advertising that they have like no it was called the, the pub was called that that Morris was the name dancing? of the pub yeah it's a beefier so if you if you want to check on I your google advertising the dancing <laughs> if you want to check your google search plex right now you'll probably find that it's on the outskirts mm. but yeah it was, it was interesting it's it's a very different feeling and of course like uh, we got there quite early in the morning so nothing was really open so it felt very rejected. It's a bit of a sleepy seaside town. Yeah. A lot of people commute. It's a commuter's town. Mm. But it was kind kind of very early in the morning and we got there through and then the kind of rush turned up, but it was all local. Um, but there's been a lot of cases where people have rushed the seaside there, mm -hmm. uh, more Ainsdale way. Yeah. Very sad to hear that. Um, but, you know, like, it's you can see it's quite an interesting nucleus because where we're... Our general area is the uh, stomach of England. It's the tummy area. And in the tummy, it's eaten pretty well, so nothing's too affected by the situation. But as you go to the scrawny neck of England, it's kind of, you can see how things have been affected. Mm -hmm. I'd just like to point out that the head of England is Scotland. The head of England? Yeah, 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 yeah. The head of the island. No, it's the head of, yeah, so, yeah. you know, that's where politics should be. Theoretically. Because Scotland be isn't head. England. Should make the whole Scottish region. Mm. The political center of everything. Move everything up from London into yeah. Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Literally, just walk it up. <laughs> it all, it all it's moves a bit on of a feet. Long walk. I don't know. Never tried it. I think. Imagine it'll take a at least a, a week. Mm. Depends on, on your pace, and if you get hit by a truck. But um, yeah. So we've had an adventure going up north and then coming back and uh, hanging out with the gypsy uh, people in the gypsy caravan. A lot of that going on at the moment. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of underground raves going on. When I say underground, what they really mean is illegal. Yeah, in a barn. It's not dig a hole and have a rave in it. No. Because uh, they'd love where I made with the chasm. Yeah, you can't really do that unless you actually have a bunker. Yeah, well, a bunker rave is... That's a very ironic thing. Because usually bunker life is for the people who are prepping for the end of the world and, you know, yeah, survivalists. Yeah, and a rave is like... And a rave is more the free Indulgent. spirit. Yeah. So it's like kind of fight club with trance music is how I'd call a rave. Um, but basically, yeah, it's it's all interesting sort of things that are going on. One big thing that's happened in the two weeks I've noticed, there's been a lot of oil tanker crashes mm. in various oceans across the world. It happens intermittently, but they never really report on it. Well, I, I think find. it's what you get when you've got a vegan uh, ecologist uh, driver. They're determined to prove a point. So, you know, the world's supply and oil is going faster by the second because these crazy uh, vegan people are smashing tankers into icebergs. What? Or rocks, if you don't have an iceberg, because that's all mounted. Because I remember there was <laughs> like a, a terrible oil spill and it affected so much of the wildlife. Yeah, no, it's, happened, it's happening all over the place. Yeah. It's almost a... It, it's a weird thing. It's, it's almost like sabotage. It's That's actually overreported, but you've got to see what I'm looking at. Because basically, when we got into this field mm -hmm. where all the gypsies are and their caravans are parked, I noticed loads of newspapers all over. So I thought <laughs> I'd skip through the news this week, literally. Okay. And that's what I've been doing. So a lot of the uh, things on the headlines is basically oil tanker basically mm -hmm. hitting something. Um, people like to tell you that the uh, ice caps are mounting still. It's like they're, they're still talking about that. A lot of reporting on that. I think what's interesting is we're in this kind of middle dirge bit with this pandemic where unless there's a real news story that's going to happen, mm -hmm. like the Beirut situation, which we talked about last time, they're not going to cover it. 
mm. um, the coronavirus. So it's a good argument to, you know, have unilateral things that make uh, better news stories like uh, kites uh, that can generate electricity or something like that. It is a big question that we have to ask ourselves, you know, what warrants as news? It's just like, I think basically journalists and reporters and everyone else is bored unless they've got a big thing. Mm. We're all waiting for a big swamp monster to turn up like uh, Loch Ness or uh, Godzilla. And uh, just stomp. I, I was going to tell you a story about a statue in Tokyo about Godzilla, but I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait a bit. It's a very good one. Uh, but basically, you never get to it. I don't know what you're talking about. So basically, like uh, what I'm trying to say is that news is basically covering nothing unless uh, it's kind of in a dirge moment. So it will probably cover the cracks in the concrete or the house party that someone's having or. Uh, three people and a teddy bear have been caught walking down the street at late at night and they shouldn't be. Uh, it's kind of in that zone, mm. at least for the UK. The one thing that's been dominating our press, apart from the tankers hitting stuff uh, and wildlife being destroyed and the environment going, you know, this mm. is all the kind of standard stuff. So it, it obviously means something's okay. Uh, we've we've <laughs> had a few nods to uh, lockdowns being uh, maybe happening again. Mm. in certain areas like Birmingham and uh, Manchester and these areas. But uh, we're sort of sick and tired of that. I think a lot of people are just expecting maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of people, a lot of people that are going to these underground fight clubby type trance music events called raves, uh, which is sad. But the one thing that's dominated our country's news, which shouldn't, but it has, is the D20, the Democratic... Uh, shindig convention yeah yeah the boring thing that happens well this one's like a pseudo virtual one yeah because there's no attendees it was like a bunch yeah, of information was online and yeah mm. but um it was interesting because the bbc put commentary in it and this was late at night so it's live essentially yeah, sure uh which is my time and i was watching it uh over the shoulder of a gypsy in his little caravan it's quite nice uh, he's been to an underground rave recently, so I just took over his caravan when he wasn't there and watched it. But basically, <laughs> one thing that was interesting, I'm just going to explain this, because if you're in America, the whole process is very different. I can imagine, instead of a running commentary, that in America you'd get an ad break. But because this is BBC, we don't do ad breaks, because it's we have to pay a TV license, which is very stupid, and then watch it. Luckily, uh, gypsies don't pay for TV <laughs> licenses. And if they try and bust them on it, they don't really have a house. So they're moving yeah. around. By the uh, time they come looking, um, the gypsies will have left. And you'll notice that every gypsy uh, caravan group, mm -hmm. posse, if you will, uh, always has an ice cream truck with the internet. Do they? Yeah. It's how they've had internet for years. Thousands of years. I like it. their horses. Like how they bring their, I don't know, what do you call a group of horses? <laughs> to graze in the random roundabouts that have grass awesome so uh no. we'll leave you on that note because so that was explained strange. really well no like basically we have like these roundabouts here uh on these roundabouts there's grass and maybe like a couple of trees or whatever and then when the gypsies come through you have like eight horses in the middle of this roundabout with cars going around them it's so weird they live on the island <laughs> they're islanders <laughs> It's yeah, a it's horse just, island. You see, the thing is, they're, they're preparing. They're, they're the ultimate survivalists because they've mm. lived the same way for hundreds, if not thousands yeah. of years. 
But the thing is, they don't have a bunker. You're not supposed to call them gypsies anymore, anyway. Travelers. Travelers. I don't yeah. know. They, I think that's not true. I think Romani gypsies, which is the common thread of the ones that we have locally to here, or mm -hmm. the Irish gypsies, are proud of the fact that they've got gypsy heritage. Yeah. So to call them travelers is actually worse mm. because calling them travelers is, uh, I mean, they could be like uh, time travelers, for no. example, <laughs> um, where they go around traveling, but they sell your time. It's a very needy herb in these here parts. Oh. But um, what I'm going to say is like, just to get back to what I was saying, because I, I keep having like, you're basically like a snooze button to me. So when you start talking about roundabouts and horses, I just go to sleep. So I know I'm awake now because I've hit myself in the kneecap. Uh, which is the only cap that's not mounting. Um, but basically, what's going on is, in a situation with the D20... Why did I call it the D20? Because it's the Democrats in 2020, I guess. But it sounds like a Disney anniversary know. to me. <laughs> anyway, so one thing I want to say is, if you're in America, set the scene, apart from the gypsy caravan that I was in, hanging over his shoulder. And he was legitimately Romany, so it's not offending him. I know we live in uh, politically correct times. I don't. I just talk um but basically what it is is it's the weirdest thing ever because usually these conventions are like massive groups of people we've all seen it around mm. the world uh usually a rally so to speak and they all have like a basically it's the most boring rock concert you'll ever go to it's sort of everyone comes up and they stand on a podium and they talk to you and you don't really care but you're there for the atmosphere it's like seeing the beatles so they're all going mad sometimes they do Without have the halftime shows like the super bowl do they? Sometimes they have a band playing or something, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really don't care. The Democrats <laughs> have a lot of famous people like De Niro will turn up and yeah. warm the audience up, which takes a lot of time when you're Robert De Niro having to warm the audience up because you go around with scarves and you you know you rub their hands like no. that, yeah, and you, you blow on their neck and uh, you get arrested for it's that. It's summer. It, wow. It's summer somewhere. It is near, so to speak. We've had nothing but storms. But... Now, this is the conventions. This is what it usually looks like. Now, in America, I'm going to guess, and people can correct me. They won't, but they could. In America, it'll probably play like you'll get a 15-minute vignette, then they'll go to a commercial break, then they'll come back, and it'll have some kind of Hollywood-style infomercial thing saying, like, you want change, change, blah, 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 or whatever. Then it'll do the best bits of the uh, uh, Bernie Sanders-Hillary Clinton uh, battle royale that they had in the car park. Then I'll cut back to Obama, you know, playing basketball with uh, Kobe Bryant when he was alive. God bless him. Uh, you, you'll have stuff like that, okay? Um, but this year, it was basically all speech. And there's a few keynote speakers. You had Obama doing a very uh, amazing speech, really. Very uh, articulate. But, it, you know, it's dated. Mm. It's almost like he's running again, it felt. And it was all kind of like my buddy Joe, my brother, from another mother, Joe Biden, you know? Right. And uh, if you've seen all of this, then you'll know what was said. But in the UK, we had running commentary. So you had Obama deliver his speech, and then it cuts back to the anchor guy who's situated in Washington or whatever. Right. And they start telling you what you've just seen as if you're too <laughs> thick to realize the words are used. And they're like, oh my God, he was focused on this stuff, and he basically just called Trump a dork. And, you know, he hasn't really done anything by name, but... You kind of get the hint that he doesn't like Donald Trump. You're like, really? Here's an exercise in summarizing. Right. So anyway, you had a bomb. And then I think Bill Clinton said something like, yeah. I did not have relations with that leak. <laughs> or I don't know. Um, I'm not sure what he said. 
probably something about Jeffrey Epstein, I don't know. But um, basically, <laughs> can you stop associating me with it? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, but they he had the speech. The thing that's very sad this year about the Democratic Party in America is that everyone is still connected to dynasty. Mm. You've got the Clintons still making appearance. I yep. thought we were done with them. That's the kind of sitcom that you don't want to franchise and keep seeing. The Clintons. We've done that. We've yeah. been there. We've been there. We've gone there. Uh, the public has spoken. They don't really want anything to do with Hillary anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're still living in this dynasty. And obviously they bring a Michelle Obama back, mm-hmm. who I thought was quids in safe bet to replace Oprah Winfrey in <laughs> all of Oprah Winfrey's endeavors. Mm. Um, but she came back and they've basically, uh, all of our commentators here in the UK are liking to say stuff like, have you noticed that there's so many women talking this year because they want a female vote and it's like been so many years since the uh, that women in America were given right suffrage to vote. Yep. Um, so they're doing all of this political stuff. Can I just say the everyday person doesn't know that? Like if you go to the everyday American and say, did you know that women couldn't vote 50 years ago or whatever it is? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, they can't now, can they? They might know, but I don't think... They care enough to draw those. Well, all I'm saying, all I'm trying to say is that what's very apparent, this is a very interesting topic because what's very apparent in the way the Democrats push themselves is they think everyone cares deeply about politics. Yeah. Like it's a big thing. Like it's like the MBA of interest. It's like (laughs) you got to know about politics. So Mm. it's been whatever, because they're trying to play tactics. So let's have a load of women. So Joe Biden's wife, Mm -hmm. okay. And I'm going to put a pin there. Joe Biden's wife was talking. Then you had Michelle Obama talking. I'm not sure if Hillary was there. I'm hoping she wasn't. I don't know. I only saw three or four speeches, I should say. But um, basically, you got a big female influence. And there's a reason for that. The conclusion of uh, you say Kamala. Yeah. I say Kamala Mm -hmm. because she's a Ugandan giant. No. It's a wrestler and he just died. So God bless you, Kamala. I know, but... No, no, it's how it should be pronounced. You should anyway. pronounce her name Kamala, is what I've heard. Well, yeah, like Kamala Anderson. She's in uh, Baywatch. No, wrong name. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the you know the conclusion is obviously she's the running partner. She's yeah. the VP, yeah. and she's most likely going to be the president at some point because obviously Joe yeah. Biden is uh, she's is no spring no spring chicken uh, in many regards, but mm. basically. You had all this portion, it's all political. And then obviously they love to play the ethnic cards. And then I think Nancy Pelowski or whatever her name is, was doing a keynote as well. And I can't stand her. She's like the politician's politician speaks person Mm. who's also a politician. She's like the head of the Democratic Party or something. I don't know how they work it out. Mm -hmm. But she, to me, comes off like stupid. Mm. Everything she says does. I'm not being mean, but she just does. She just seems to trip over things a lot anyway so you've had this whole thing and a sad thing the saddest thing to see there's no new direction yeah. and considering that the situation we're in globally there needs to be a new direction everyone wants some kind of change it's not just change neither i mean obama brings that up again in his speech yeah uh, he brings up like well, this is time for change and you can be part of change it's basically like listening to him run for presidency again mm-hmm. you know which i guess in a way if you're invested in this it can't get worse than it is currently. So, I mean, mm. I think his point was like they gave him a brief and said, hey, Barack, could you uh, get everyone to vote? 
And that was his brief. Yeah, sure, I'll do my thing and I'll make everyone vote. Mm. It's almost like make America vote again. That's the kind of tagline for the Democrats. But Mm. um, it was very interesting for us in Britain because I haven't, I don't have the knowledge, I'm pretty sure it hasn't happened in the past, where we've actually had the entirety of these conventions live broadcasted in the UK. Obviously, I'll probably be asleep in the past because they're on pretty early in the morning here because of time differences. But I don't think we have. And I think that the reason we're we're pulling it out here is obviously, you know, we've got apparently more interest in what they're saying this time because of things like the Black Lives Matter connected us to American ways politically that I don't think has happened in recent years, you know. But this situation, which is extremely old school as much as it's new school i think what i drew from it uh was finishing obama's speech it was very much like the nostalgic political america that i hadn't seen for four years because mm. donald trump isn't <laughs> that but we're seeing this kind of political america thing again yeah. and it, it just feels dated it feels like it's it doesn't taste right in your mouth mm. on the second notion though he builds up this you know he's basically doing promo for joe biden mm. it's almost a wrestling promo but way more eloquent yeah then it kind of comes in and he delivers it straight to the camera but there was a side angle of him the kind of presidential angle that like you see in all the black and white pictures yeah, yeah, of Obama, yeah. you know, is that, which I think is still retained his camera crew, mm. which is interesting. I'm an ex-president, but I'm going to take him everywhere. So if I go to the, the supermarket, I'm going to say to the cashier, I want lettuce and then cut to my right. And then you get that epic shot of me sticking <laughs> out. I mean, it's like he spends his whole day with an epic shot cameraman, mm. like two cameras set up. Anyway. It was great to see him again, but it's you know it it feels wrong now. It feels like Obama's like it's not an answer for the current situation. So we're all looking at Kamala, right? Kamala, however you want to say it. We're all looking at her. She's the change. We're thinking. I'll get to Joe Biden in a second, but Kamala basically delivered what I can only call as a Miss America beauty pageant speech. Okay. It was, you know how. You want someone to come in with venom and legitimate things. Everything she said seemed to have been practiced in front of a nightstand five million times. <laughs> and she was all like, um, so I was born to this guy and, and this woman. And, you know, my childhood was this and this and this and this. And she kept playing out her ethnicity, being Indian Caribbean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, not native Indian, different kind of Indian. No, she her mom's from India. So yeah. it's it's a very interesting story, sure. But is this the time? Is this the time to tell it? Because very little was about policies. In mm-hmm. in a sense, she just echoed what Obama said, which all makes you think they've got the same script they're reading. Mm. And then she starts saying that she's worked with uh, Joe Biden's son in law, and you know everyone's a lawyer this year on the Democrat side, which is interesting. That's another interesting thing. Mm. But they're just kind of talking about how Joe Biden's single raised sons and all of this stuff, and uh, has been a great single father and always there to tuck him in bed and read him stories at night, even though they're forty now or whatever, he still does it. <laughs> and um, they completely eluded the fact that he's remarried and got a new wife. Yeah. So she doesn't exist. She just gives a keynote. It's all a little crazy. But Kamala did not come off as strong to me. Okay. I've seen her react to the Black Lives Matter stuff in California. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen her as a senator of California because I got active investment in California. Mm -hmm. And she always comes off a bit gung-ho anyway. When she gets gung-ho, she gets very gung-ho. I don't think she's been very effective as a senator. So you'd think that this is her chance to prove that she's got something in her sleeve. The one thing that was really putting me off her speech was that she kept looking to the left and the right of her in an empty room. Right. You know how people always address a crowd and it's political. Mm. So you got to look to the left, you got to look at to the right and just give the apparency that you can see the crowd. You can't because massive lights in your yeah. face. Yeah. But it's the apparency that you're addressing people to think personal. She was doing all of that to no one. Yeah. I think there was a screen situated with a bunch of real big Democrats that had won the right to be Zoom talking to or whatever it was. <laughs> but it just felt really fake. Okay. It felt very fake and not from the heart at all. It felt very rehearsed. That worries me. Yeah. And to conclude it, because I said I put a pin in it, to conclude the whole democratic thing and my take on it, Joe Biden, I do not think made a speech then. He made a speech a couple of nights later when I woke him up with coffee, you know, <laughs> and uh, slapped him in the head and said, hey, mate, you're, you're president now, so you got to accept the official nomination, you know. He said something that, really 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 tells you what you need to know folks in america and he said that when he's president if the pandemic's still going which it probably will because no one seems to want it to end especially politicians because they're getting so much from it but it seems like he's willing to completely shut down america right which hasn't happened yet no okay Mm -hmm. so he's willing to do that do you think that's going to win in votes i don't think so (sighs) and this is the problem this is the problem the guy's 78 yeah. Put that into context, he's going to be in his 80s, mm-hmm. first term, yeah. and he's already said he doesn't want to serve more than that term. So I'm going to say to every American listening right now, it might be me being mad, I don't get to see this, so I'm kind of treating it like a new fanboy to all of this stuff. I've seen it in America before when I've been out there for elections, I've seen the campaign trails, but this one feels very, very weird. It really does. It's almost like the old school is trying to take claim of the throne in every sense. It's it's basically Game of Thrones with to- like old codgers playing it. Like re- <laughs> it's like if you forget the Game of Thrones cast and went to an old folks home and did yeah. the low budget version of it, that's what <laughs> it feels budget. like. Yeah, I know Kamala's like in her fifties, fifty five. She's mm. still young as far as everyone around her is like yeah. super not. Um, but it it really feels like we're sending the White House to a senior citizen's home. It's not a good look when when the upcoming election is kind of your choice is I'm going to vote for X because I don't want to vote for Y or, you know, there's there's just apathy. Well, it's not a good look with all due respect to Joe Biden, because I know this is probably not his intention, mm. but it's not a good look when you've got the stereotypical, very elderly states guy, yeah. 78 plus, who's now got a new nanny, who's who's ethnic. It goes back to like all kinds of the wrong. Oh dear. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm. I don't think they're billing Kamala as anyone with power. She's just the obvious choice of what's going to happen if he pops. Yeah. Everyone's saying in English commentating, and this was funny because we have a total different separation, but they're all basically saying the truth. You know, this is a political move. This is, this is obviously a yeah. tactic, blah, blah, blah. And the concept that they said with her was, you're basically voting her in. Mm. Right. You know, because Joe Biden's, yeah. who cares? A He's a wife, <laughs> you know? Uh, but she, she's the person you're voting in. 
I don't know, man. I, 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 and uh, you know, I think the sentiment of me talking about all of this, there is a point. I will get there, but the sentiment is, I just feel so sorry for not only uh, people who are liberal in America or um, want a decent option for a decent government. Yeah. It just seems like it There's is just not no there. Decent options, and it's like the Democratic Party has strangleholded politics. Mm. It really has. You can blatantly see it. They won't let anyone who's slightly renegade mm. or ultra left. Yeah. run and this is an ultra right government right now yeah essentially Weird. trump isn't trump doesn't belong on a right or a left he's above <laughs> he's you in an anti-gravity chamber throwing lightning bolts now <laughs> um but i will say this and this is what i wanted to go his uh convention happens soon yeah okay it happens and we won't be doing a podcast so i just kind of wanted to allude i think trump should do keynote speakers and i've got a list of who i think he should bring in okay uh, Darth Vader is a good one. Uh, he's, he's a good one to have. Um, I think you obviously want to do Disney Digital uh, Adolf Hitler. That'd be good. Oh. You know, like how they did the Robert Downey Jr. and they young, uh, made him young again yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. Iron Man. You do the same right. thing with Hitler, but oh you re-engineer it. Uh, that'd be good. No. Uh, no, I think it could. I think Trump has got to play the villain card. Mm. And I'll tell you why. Never has politics been more of a wrestling match than this year. <laughs> yeah. Now, we thought that Hillary Clinton oh, was a wrestling match, but there's a different thing here. In wrestling, in wrestling, in any entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. The whole thing about entertainment is you assemble a team that you think the audience wants to see. Now, mm. I'm going to tell people, we all know how stupid Hollywood is. Hollywood hasn't got that right for many a moon, okay? Hollywood works when they forget all of that politics and forget all of the, right, we've got to have this typecast and this typecast. Forget all of that. Mm -hmm. And just do you a damn good story. It's always the good stories that blow your mind. Yeah. Like Iron Man, for example. It almost got shut down five or six times. It's what Robert Downey did to the character that made you love the MCU. The yeah. MCU before that, we weren't too fussed with. Yeah. Um, so basically, they're not learning. The Democrats have done all the wrong stuff. They've done every single playbook thing. And I think with the woke people in America with the kids that are really savvy now, the ones that don't have any time for all of this garbage, and we can see through it, we can, we're all logical people, I think they're fed up of it. I mm -hmm. think if you're ethnic in America right now, you're almost fed up of people trying to claim that you're a sort of, you're the vote that they're counting on, yeah. because they're literally separating you and segregating you I, for that. You want people to vote for someone who has integrity and the power to do what they say they're going to do, you rather won't. than vote for me because of my race. You need, right now, you need someone, so this is what my point was, because we're kind of going all over the place, but here's my point. The point is, Donald Trump is the ultimate villain. So if you put him in wrestling terms, he's the ultra heel. He's the one that gets beer cans thrown on his head and everyone boos and spits at him. Yeah. But there is a percentage of that audience. It was Ric Flair back in the day. Woo! It was him. Okay. Back in the day, it was Ric Flair. And everyone loved to hate Ric Flair. Okay. And as a kid, I loathed the guy. Absolutely hated him. But when you're an adult watching it, like my dad was, you find him to be hilarious. And Ric Flair's all capitalistic dreams. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I've got the big cars, the money, the watch, the Rolex, the 500 girls. He's Donald Trump. It's, right. it's the same character. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump is the heel. He's a villain. He's got no morality. He lives for himself. He's, he doesn't have to have morality. He's so rich, it doesn't matter. You know, that's the heel persona that yeah. Ric Flair had. He's the nature boy, okay? okay. You need 
Not the guy that goes opposite that. You don't need Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's the aces. Fine, we're done with the aces. You need The Rock, right? You need yeah. someone that stands up to Ric Flair and makes him look out of date. Yeah. And you do not do that with a 78-year-old guy who can barely talk without controversy. The amount of controversial stuff Joe Biden has said in recent years, really, is crazy. Mm. You needed Bernie Sanders. You needed the energy of Bernie Sanders and you needed the running mate to be the rock. You needed, you needed strength. Mm. The Democrats need to take gambles. They're not taking gambles. Yeah. What they're trying to do is control their politics. They think that the Democratic Party is above people. So when they try and create these political you know, segregations, we need the women's vote, so let's throw more women at the screen. We need the ethnic vote, so let's throw more ethnic women at the screen. Mm. That, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. It wouldn't do it now because they're not radical enough. But I wouldn't put it past them to throw out a bunch of trans and, you know, the LGBT community just to oversell themselves. Yeah. What you're there for getting is a bunch of stagnant old people playing old politics. And it looks as bad as it sounds. Yeah. It, it looks that obvious. On the flip side, Donald Trump needs to go with his villain persona <laughs> because he doesn't want to get out of date. Yeah. So you need all the villains in the world to do your keynotes. Think about it. Mm. So you've got uh, Maleficent from Maleficent. You can get Angelina Jolie, tag her, and just, she doesn't have to be politically aligned. She's just having a tea party with it. Make <laughs> sure that you surround yourself with the villains. You've got the evil magic mirror. Hey, mirror, mirror, who's the most superb, fantastic, awesome person you've ever seen, you know? Um, and his hair's a, a whippet in that, mm. like mm -hmm. in the mirror reflection, it's actually alive. And it's, and, you know, Gollum would be a good person to be a candidate. And then uh, Mike Pence, I mean, he's the ultimate, you know, he's the crazy country minister that has a cult. So he's already typecasted. The Republicans have done this perfectly. Mm. Typecast a villain. And I think what you're living in is a day and age where after Stone Cold Steve Austin, villains were cool. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you've basically got, everyone's taking it too seriously. They're saying like, you know, we need real things. Well, get the hero, get the proper hero, the, the ballsy hero that can yeah. actually slay the dragon, right? Yeah, Don't yeah, get yeah. the weak old man, you know? <laughs> it's just so funny to me, like, you know. I'll tell you what Joe Biden is, okay? Joe Biden is good in the same way that watching Harrison Ford play Indiana Jones in his 80s is good. Mm. You think he's a hero? He's got the track record of a hero. But realistically, he's an 84-year-old guy whipping Nazis. Not a good look. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So anyway, I just feel for America. And I wanted to say, like, I, I'll miss the Trump thing. I'll probably watch it if I can, if I can find an ice cream truck nearby. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's... I'd just go with the villain element. Like I said, it's really a wrestling drama, all of this. Yeah. I think what Trump's legacy has got to be, okay, whether you hate him, whether you loathe him, whereas you detest him, what he's done is two things. He's done it, whether it's by accident, which it probably is, or whether it was planned and therefore he's the best actor in the world. Who knows? Um, but he's exposed politics as being dated, like worldwide. Mm. The anarchy that you are seeing around the world right now, everywhere, where there's a protest, where it's like, we demand change and all this stuff, there are a lot of homeless people and they want money, uh, <laughs> the ones that are demanding change. But the ones that want political change, uh, they're different. Uh, they don't, you know, they don't ask for money. Um, and there's a chain shortage in America. That's the funny thing. There's a what? Coin shortage. 
There's a Is coin, it? there's an official coin shortage in America because I've had too much change. See? Mm. See what I did? Too many homeless people. <laughs> That's what it is. Too many homeless people demanding change. Sorry, America, this is that is kind of particularly cruel. But what I'm trying to say is we're in a time where he's exposing the old state. He's basically him and Pompeo in the last year have run through the Rolodex of every CIA operation they can probably go through and try to exploit any country that they could possibly have a war with. Mm. And it just hasn't worked out. The two of them have played everything. They've done the Vietnam War, uh, Vietnamese communist chase, you know, the headhunt. Mm. We can't have communism in the world, so let's attack all the communism. Yep. Uh, it started with North Korea, where Trump was actually mates. Yeah, he was friends with everyone. <laughs> and then they were just... playing table tennis together, you know. <laughs> uh, he was making him, he was showing Kim Jong the uh, apprentice. Uh, and saying, like, look how good I look on the, you know, and basically like Kim Jong-un then fired a lot of people uh, out of cannons. He didn't quite get the concept, uh, but that's what he did. And so, you know, like you've had this kind of weird relationship. Then he had a really good relationship with China before yeah. changing his mind My good entirely. Xi Jinping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like the U-turns this yep. year, the amount so of U-turns. So many U-turns. It's like he's sanctioning everywhere. Like uh, North Korea makes nuclear weapon threats. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a very weird situation. Pompeo needs, he's the one to worry about. Because one of the reasons, and I'm, I, I'm practically American at this point, I've lived there long enough, but one of the reasons that I always said Hillary will never get in yeah. is because her foreign policy was psychotic. It was almost like you agree with us or we don't want you to live. It was very hostile towards China and Russia. It was especially. when she was a secretary of state. There very were quite bad. a few things yeah, that but were she quite was, she was Sure, but she was basically just speaking words yeah. of venom. Mm -hmm. Uh, she wasn't backing them up with action, whereas Pompeo's been trying to rally. Mm. It's very sad. Now, I, I mean, there's a lot of people who think, you know, he's probably justifying all this stuff. You've heard my thoughts on that in the past, but that's the concern here. The villain's wing of the Republican. I don't think... Well, so Trump's exposed the political problem of America. He really has. He's probably done that globally. Mm -hmm. I think it's so polarizing. He's the absolute opposite of Obama. Is the absolute opposite. Yeah. Obama represented politics in a way that's different, but charming and alert and polite and stuff. Very Whether, good PR. Yeah, very, very <laughs> PR, right? Yeah. But we had a PR guy here. We had David Cameron. Mm -hmm. We've now got Trump in America and we've got Boris Johnson, <laughs> not his twin, but very close to, you know, uh... we've got... It's like this is the ear of weird hair. Mm. And then you've got the other thing that Trump did is he's made the presidency a reality TV show. Mm. Now, Obama did that a bit, okay? We're all forgetting what Obama did. Just to go way back then, uh, George W. Bush was like watching stand-up comedy in tragedy. It was a time of a lot of tragedy, Yeah. but every time he said something, you'd laugh. And he didn't take himself seriously, and he had, you know, impersonators doing impressions of him in front of him. Yeah. He was kind of like the yokel that you wanted to hug. He was the family guy that didn't know how to run a country. He was, he was the guy who tried to leave through an, a locked door, and right. it, was, uh, it was endearing. <laughs> but it's, point, it's the point to say that Dick Cheney mm. would fit right into Trump's cabinet. Right, yeah. Dick Cheney was very much the Donald Trump politics. He was the villain. So you had a bit of the Death Star construction <laughs> with George W. Bush. It was there. It was present. Maybe yeah. Bush Sr. too. Mm. Okay? We're way past the Reagan era. 
So what's intriguing about Donald Trump is that he has basically put a lot of Democrats into power. And I think the Democrat supporters forget that. So what if Donald Trump's assassination on the Republican government is actually is part actually of a plan? plan it is a plan to, to destroy to destroy the Republican government forever. Yeah, because he was originally Democrat. Yeah. yeah. And bear in mind, it is Star Wars. Right? Because you got the Republic, which is the Empire, and the Democrats are the rebels. Mm. But so he's destroying it from the inside. It's it's very weird because it feels like he's actually doing all of this tactfully to destroy mm. politics. I mean, Roger Stone, he, there's a great documentary on Netflix. Roger Stone was one of his leading advisors mm -hmm. and he's a chaos monger and he's like the worst of the worst. If you watch the documentary about Roger Stone, even if he can't stomach it, he dresses the dude, like a villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. what I'm saying. I'm saying that the ethos right now yeah. is that it's not an accident. No. And I think the rage and the reaction and the the controversy, it's all completely taking your focus away from the Democrats. It's even taking your focus away from what was the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. They seem to have ceased to exist. And bear in mind, folks, the one consistent thing Donald Trump has been is mean to everyone. <laughs> like he didn't even like the Republicans. Remember uh, the debates that he yeah. had with Ted Cruz and yeah. uh, Jeb Bush? And the, uh, mm. the the band, so to speak, they all were playing tambourines. No. You seen it? Um, the the Republican uh, the the people. It's because again, there's no one stepping forward. So I think to put it lightly, this is the worst election in America. Mm -hmm. I think that England is linked to it. I think we are so tied. I've said this enough times, but we are so tied to what happens to America that we're basically watching your election with the will to vote. I think it'll be a betting thing here. I think all the bet <laughs> shops will open up. I think it was last time, actually. Yeah, I think, I think it was. was Betfred yeah. bet and all this stuff. Yeah. I think it will be a, a, a betting thing because we can't vote, mm. but we can elect who would want to win by a bet, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a very strange link. We have more coverage, though. This is the important thing. We have more coverage of what's going on in American politics than we ever have of our own. Mm -hmm. We really do. Like more PR coverage, more all of this, and more, uh, it matters more to the news here than our own. Do you think it's because of the trade agreements and all of those sort of political ties that are trying I, to be established? I think that since World War II, America set the tone for the Western world. Right. That's what I think. And I think that obviously you don't get so much American coverage in Europe because there's loads of different languages. But when it's English speaking, Australia, Canada, here, whatever, it's dominant. We like to believe that we're powerful, but we're really not. And I think, you know, power is when you sanction other countries. Yeah. Like it's candy. Like, oh, I'm going to, do you want some Haribo? Sanction. You know, it's like America just does that. Mm. And it doesn't seem to have anyone authorizing America to do that, but no. it, it seems to be able to do it. And the interesting thing, just to sort of answer your question directly, is that we don't really have, because we don't have the political structure, so we don't vote in the prime minister. We just vote in a seat yeah. locally, which is a lot crapper. I mean, like, because you, you wouldn't be able to promote that. So the reason that you have all these conventions and campaigns is because the American vote, allegedly, uh, votes your president. And obviously the college electoral vote changes that somewhat. But mm -hmm. for us here, we never get to vote directly for the prime minister. So what you've got to understand is 
you vote in a seat in Parliament, and the only promo you could really do for that is musical chairs. What? Yeah, so you have a bunch of politicians in your neighbourhood, and they play musical chairs, and whoever wins the seat, you go, oh, well, he's obviously good. He's the best person at nicking a seat off the other guy, so I'll vote him in. You know, that's what it should be, but it's that's the only way to promote it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, in America, you're getting all of this stuff because you have a direct access point to vote your president in. That's the difference between uh, our democracy, because it's parliament over presidency. Yeah. Because we have it's a queen. very different we have a when, queen. when we're talking democracy. The queen very is basically different. the godfather of the country. She uh, She's the mafia leader. <laughs> she's the mafia. Yeah, only the English word for uh, mafia is monarch. So, uh, there you go. Okay. And they have their own airlines, monarch airlines, monarch. but they've, no, gone, they've, they've gone bankrupt. They've gone bust. Yeah. And that would happen before the virus. That was, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to make the uh, pledge to uh, Donald Trump, if you listen. I know he is, because most of what we say on this, is it, it's basically, it'll come back tomorrow and somebody says to the press, uh, you know, like, some of my ideas that he steals. But I will say to him, go with the villain look. I'm pretty sure he will anyway. It's funny because it really does feel like all of this is planned by him. He's got the thickest skin in the world to handle all of the abuse. And he gets so much hatred. But he's the ultimate wrestling heel. And that's what no one in America is understanding. He's creating chaos. He's basically the Joker in, in Nolan's Joker. He's created total anarchy. Yeah. And he's putting it all back on citizens. Yeah. It's you guys that are doing it. I'm just here talking, you know. And whereas Joe Biden's so feeble, mm. you really hope that Joe Biden has a Luke Skywalker spirit. <laughs> so he might die next week because the wind's blowing on him or something. No. Um, but he comes back as this Jedi ghost. Mm. And then he's like the ultimate... I don't know. I don't know. It's so weird. It really does feel like it's geriatric Star Wars it, or wrestling match. It, it's just so weird. So that's basically what's been going on. I haven't got much more to say. We're still looking for a cave. We're still scouting the entire aisle of styrofoam. That is the UK. Mm. Uh, we are finding it very difficult when places may lock down or may not lock down. As you all know in America, if you've never been to the UK, let me just tell you, uh, all our borderlines work by gates with doors and you need keys. You've all played fantasy games. Turn left and pick up this item and stick it in your never-ending satchel of stuff. It's basically how we live here. You've watched Lord of Rings. It's based on reality. It's obviously a <laughs> biopic. It's what we live here. There's people with massive feet. We call them uh, hobbits. And there's uh, really ugly guys, uh, usually from Manchester, we call them orcs. Uh, goblins tend to be uh, anywhere in between. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's life is like that. So every time you reach a border point in the UK, we don't have tolls. We do have some tolls and the trolls ask for far too much. But basically, where we go around the UK, you need these keys. So you have to ask the local government for the key to get out. You know how you all have keys for the city? the same thing this is where it came from so everywhere is divided by wooden fences and stuff like this and that's why uh just to point it out there the last piece of news was the immigration issue where loads of people are turning up in little dinghies and rafts mm-hmm. to try and come here because they think france is racist their words not <laughs> mine um I, I think you're racist if you don't understand the french because they speak a different language so maybe they just don't understand you and you think they're racist because you're speaking a different language i don't know mm. they're not racist i can say that quite happily um they're very progressive in france but they don't want you 
unfortunately, because, you know, it's just how it is. You can't expect other countries just to have you if your state's war-torn. It's one of the sad human conditions. We should have free access to all, but that won't happen. Especially in the UK, because we have these gates. So you get the key, and you go into your new place, and uh, you're in a different county. The Shires, you see? It's the all Shires. like Lord of the Rings. It's very similar. So um, well, we, we've, we've only collected two keys. That's the problem. <laughs> and so we've got to get more keys. And, go key yeah, hunting. But they keep locking it down again. So yeah. we get a key in and they've changed the lock so we can't get back out. <laughs> so we're stuck in a pen. So we just thought, hey, we'll join a gypsy band and uh, play some music. They're not a musical band. They're, they're more like performers, circus. Anyway, weird. So we'll be back in two weeks. Hopefully we'll have a cave by then. Very hard to find caves. Got to be honest. Well, we might have another field. Who knows? But we're we're looking, folks. We're looking. Trust me. And once we do find it, we'll be back every week. But yeah, it's just difficult. So stay uh, tuned. Stay tuned and mm. keep safe. And just a footnote. I know this has been a weird one this week, but again, I'm basically going off our events of the week, and I could bore you all with uh, the walks we do and how uh, Wynn often grills things on the George Foreman grill that's not plugged in. You just found that thing, and you won't let it go. It's very annoying. It's quite useful. Yeah, but not really. It's, <laughs> it's not even good at straightening your hair. <laughs> it's not even plugged in. It you might, you just drag it, it around as well. Hair. It's like you've stuck in your pants and it's a tail. I don't get it. <laughs> Anyway, whatever. People do things, I don't know, you're just quite fascinated. The other night, you were using it as like a fake jaw and talking to it. That was disturbing. It looks like a mouth. You actually thought it was a guy called George Foreman. Yeah. No. So anyway, wherever you are listening and with America, enjoy the Trump one. Even if you're Democrat, don't get yourself in too much of a rage. It's very easy. It's we're all annoyed. Soon. Hopefully. We're all annoyed. <laughs> well, it isn't, though. That's the thing. And basically, your postal vote is shrugs. Uh... Oh, but the whole thing is a nightmare and we're going to keep talking about it every week because it's fun too but uh we've got a two-week gap now so we'll be back in two weeks folks wherever you are stay sane stay safe and if you do get locked down again in the uk especially or around europe make sure that you got enough to do we're all kind of veterans we're pretty good at this now as long as we keep you know happy but we'll be back with more fun stuff in two weeks September. Yeah. This seems like the year's gone. Yeah, where's the year gone? <laughs> like, it really oh does. Anyway, enough from us. We'll be back same place, same time, two weeks' time. Take care, everyone. Bye.